Hello out there in podcast land. This is Timothy Weber, and I play The Apprentice on Once Upon a Time this season. You are listening to the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Succumb not to the darkness. Like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill, you are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chilling podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony's Own Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Is is there anyone out there? (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Hi. Hello. We just watched the episode fall. We did indeed. I fell a few times. My jaw fell. Yeah. More than anything. Yes. So this... And not in a good way. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Uh, so this is episode number 257. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 257. Timothy Weber, dude. Okay, that was a jaw-dropping thing oh, in a good way. Oh, my god. That was epic. That was pretty awesome. Thank you, thank yes, you, thank, thank you, Mr. Weber. From that the was, bottom of our hearts. Was, yeah, that was freaking awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And there's actually more of his message that we'll play on the main show for the episode entitled Fall, which will be later on this week. Mm-hmm. But, oh my gosh, so cool. Yep. The Apprentice, man. I know. I know. So thank you again very much for that. So yes, this was... This was a tough episode to watch. Let's kind of throw that yeah, out there. Yeah, right I'm now. gonna be perfectly frank. It was really tough the first about three quarters of the way through. There were a number of points where I said, "What? Oh, what? There was major you, WTF huh? moments for me." So, and we'll talk about some of those, I'm sure. We'll, but anyway, yeah. All right, so... Not, not to say the whole episode was horrible. No, no, no. They, it ended well. It ended very well. And, and there were some moments in between all the WTF moments that I actually kind of liked. But there were some points I was like, oh, sweet molasses, this better g- yeah. <laughs> go somewhere with this because it was kind of tough. All right, so the curse slash spell. Yes. I, I I wasn't sure if it was a curse or a spell. It looked like a curse from what we've seen before. Yeah. But she referred to it as a spell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, and it really related back to those old westerns at sundown. It's going to happen at sundown. Yeah. Now, here's what what's interesting. What's the difference between a spell and a curse? Oh, it's a good point. Can be broken by certain things. Mm-hmm. True love breaks any curse. But a spell, is a spell temporary? Is a I, spell broken by similar things to a curse? Would true love break it? Because something like this. Well, break the spell is a fairly common sure, phrase. Absolutely. So. That's what I'm saying. Is there yeah. a difference? Yep. Maybe there isn't one. I'm just asking that question esoterically speaking. Maybe Angelina Jolie can call in and tell us the difference between a curse and a spell. I'm mm, quite she, sure she's she done know. some studying. Yeah. She might All right, so well, for Maleficent, of course. Yes, Shattered yeah. Sight is in a f- rolling toward Storybrooke. It is, and in the end, it's a slow moving curse. By the way, compared to Regina's curse, Regina's curse moved in real quick. Well, yeah, it moved in real quick. But it's a writing device where of you see something coming and you know it's coming. You just Anyway, it, it totally brings get up that. that tension. I'm just saying yep. it's, that's the difference. So according to what this curse is going to do, everyone will be dead. And, and, well, and, theoretically, and they the, would tear each other apart. Yeah. What was interesting is is initially was everyone's going to be dead except for you know Ingrid. And then you find out that 
the, the, there's possibility of those ribbons protecting mm-hmm. them, making sure. them immune. Yeah. And then as the episode progressed, there's more immunity. And then so Gold says, okay, save me, save Belle, save Henry. Right. So and it is kept kind of rolling out to more and more people were being saved. Mm-hmm. And you had an interesting thought that perhaps Hook is saved as well because... Right, because he has no heart right yeah, now. Right. His heart's outside his body. So mm-hmm. would he then be if affected by it or is he immune? But see, since it's not really a heart thing, I mean, it's shattered sight, but it does impact your heart technically. So... right. I would think that he would be immune just by virtue of he has no heart right now. And actually, Gold's request actually harkened back to the first, I think it was the first, probably the second season where he said, I just want to leave. Remember? Mm. I want to take a trip. And and yeah. with the whole Neil, I'm, I want to leave. I want to take a trip and all that. Remember? And then he flew to uh, New York. Yeah. Because of the yeah spell yeah. that he had to cast for that, too. So it, it really mm-hmm. kind of falls into... Gold's M.O. So, yeah. And he said loophole hooks all about the loophole. Mm-hmm. I found a loophole. Mm-hmm. And what I was interested in is the last episode, Smash the Mirror Part 2 specifically, is Gold said, I want you to do these tasks for me. I'm in control of you and all that. And so it it seemed like. There was a number of things that we expected to kind of take really a long time, and this really kind of put uh, a curve on it, a pause on certain things. Operation Mongoose and this. There was a lot of different things that kind of happened that kind of stopped the momentum of... Anyway, I was just kind of... What? So, Like I said, the first three quarters of this episode pretty much threw me for a loophole. There were so many things that I was just kind of like... Yeah. Just to borrow from the British, a gobsmacked. So Gold talked his way into granting his request sure. for a safe sure. harbor. Because originally what he said, and it, and it really made me unhappy with him, was when he said, when he was talking to Hook, he said, you know, or to Ingrid, actually, he's like, look, pretty soon my, the entire town will be dead, including my wife and my grandson. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, so cavalier. And then he said, I want to save them. So you're going you're gonna to help me. The clock tower is an important place. Of course it is. This is where a lot of different things happen. Mm-hmm. And just off the top of my head, you know, Joanna, kind of sad yeah. situation there. Yeah. Yeah. And some, there was some uh, meetings in, in there. Who repairs the clock tower every time it's destroyed? I would think Marco. I would think wherever so, too. Marco yeah. is. We haven't seen Marco. Or Marco. Yeah. All right, so, and and we had a, a loss of a big character. We'll talk about that, unfortunately. Yeah, we will. Sad things. So, the this is what I was wondering. Okay, so Regina's mother was? Cora. And Cora had some magical staff that when she put it in the ground, it created a bubble Protection. that protected it from right. the curse. Yeah, right? yeah. Biggest, baddest curse that Maleficent said, you don't want to mess with this. Mm-hmm. This is more power than you can really handle. You have no idea. And so no more bubble. You just kind of ride it out, chain yourself to a desk or lock yourself in a cell and just hope for the best. I, I, I That was one of the things I went, what? Yeah, but this wasn't Maleficent's big, bad curse. This I understand totally that. different. But I mean, totally if, if Cora knew... How to create this bubble to yeah, protect yeah. herself and part of other lands mm. from the curse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Regina probably either knew or knew how to figure it out. I, I just, that was one of those things. I was okay. And then, so the, you know, Grumpy, cool. He said, well, let's build a frame and <laughs> we'll just get people. I mean, the, you're talking about the wall. Yeah. The, the, they were yeah, trying you're to skipping get out around the wall. a little bit here, so let's kind of I'm, keep on track a little I'm bit. I'm going to skip a lot. Yeah, I know so. you are, but what I'm saying is, is that, you know, David goes to try to break through the wall, which I'm thinking to myself, okay, why is he the one doing it? You know, they know that magic won't work against it, so why do they think that a dwarf pickaxe is going to help? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I understand he was trying to scale the wall, but anyway... What good was that going to do him? He could get himself over. And then, you know, well, we'll just build a frame. Okay, but again, what good is that going to really do? 
I'm, I'm just going to make it, and we are going to skip around because I just there's certain parts I want to focus on, and then we'll just keep moving. It seemed like there was a lot of information that Jane was tasked to get in this episode. Yeah, so much. A lot of resolution of things and and <sighs> tying up loose ends quickly, where it's taken a while for you know up to this point. Yeah, it's possible. There was two drinking games. One was plan. If you, the, mm-hmm. Every time you heard plan, take a drink, yeah. Yeah. you would be gone really fast. But then the other thing, it was just all these rules. There were so many different rules and, and things that were just mentioned. Blackbeard came back. It was just, this was a wild first half of this episode. It yeah, was oh, just yeah. very... It was. It was. Anyway. So the necklace appeared in a crack when David tried to... Get through the wall. Yes. And it, the the necklace that was missing appeared. Right, right. Before we get to the, the that, though, I did want to point out that Emma and Regina, for the first time in a while, argue over who gets Henry. Yeah. yeah. And both of them had really good points, actually. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of funny. I mean, Emma's almost made more sense to me because if she was immune, obviously, then being around her, you know, might have been a little bit more helpful, but I think it was actually Regina was the better choice just because she was able to seal him off somewhere, which you know, we see later on. Anyway, so yeah, so the, the necklace, woo, lo and behold, this there's was, necklace. There were a lot of things that just appeared Popped up. tonight yeah, oh, yeah. in this episode. This was the Lots episode of, of pop-ups. Just amazing things. Pop-up video. Yeah. No, not quite the same. No, but uh, Emma did call Snow and Charming mom and dad. She she did, she did. That's but here's, here's some questions I have about the necklace. Okay. Belle is the one who notices, oh, there's mirror dust in here. Yeah. How the heck did she see that and no one else did? Yeah, I know. I just have to ask that question. I, I'm kind of perplexed by that. Belle is apparently quite the expert with magical things now. Yeah. Anyway. Well. And then. She and she'd been studying a lot, and she knows a lot apparently about spells has. now. She apparently has, and nothing yeah. against that. Nope, and nope, it, they great. have really proved that over and over. <clears throat> as Belle actually, because of her studying books, is really maybe kind of an expert on stuff on a lot of different things. Yeah, and and so let's hang this out for the future. Possibly, yes. Yes. she's probably going to out Dark One, Dark One, because yeah. she has all this knowledge of the books in his shop. Yeah. So let's just hang that out for later. And and possibly. there is a there's a point where I believe that, that will come into play based on something that I saw. So when we get to that point of Bell and and Rumple, that's when I'm, I'll talk about that. But all right, one of the things that I thought was hilarious was Anna and Kristoff, and she's like, after they thaw out, she's like, "Holy cats, that was cold." Yeah, I thought that was really cute and adorable and very Anna like. Holy cats. I, that's a new one. I've never heard that one. That's pretty funny. And then that was another thing I had. And I'm not I'm not hating. I'm just being honest. I, I had a lot of questions tonight. Yeah. Like, why did the ice melt? Well, and at that point in time, we didn't know why. We found out later why it melted. It melted because it was 30 years later. Right. And, and, and but, but the specific quote was, the spell wore off. Right. So thirty-year-old okay. spell. Okay, thirty-year-old spell. So we we saw the other spell with gold uh, sprinkling the thing around Ingrid, and it lasted a couple. But it of wasn't hours. a spell. That was but, the trace of magic. Okay. So right. trace of magic is not pure magic. It's not whole magic. So because it's just a trace of magic, it has a much shorter shelf life. Okay, so Marion's Marion's frozen theoretically is, could be for thirty, 30 years. Okay, all right. She's got, just, she's got just under just, 30 years left. Like I said, all these little details as far as we were know. coming out tonight. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, yeah, holy cats was fun. The, the gold straw left behind by, by Rumple. Rumple. That was kind of interesting and, and, and here's, funny. And here's where I kind of came into this whole thing is he left that as a clue. Yeah. Because he wanted her to find it. Mm-hmm. He wanted her to do everything she did, right? Right. And I'm sure he wanted her to do that because he knew what was going to happen. Rumpel always knows what's going to happen. I, I'm yeah. kind of leaning more now towards the fact that Rumpel, even though he's being kind of a jackhole, yeah. is um, actually doing it for the greater good. 
Okay. I know that sounds crazy and I've been really unhappy with him, but I kind of am leaning towards that because he doesn't just do anything half-heartedly. He doesn't do anything half-assed. He does it very specifically for very good reasons. We And, and we did have a listener send an email yes. basically with yeah. that. And so I totally agree. And, and, I'm, and I'm leaning towards agreeing with that listener because I do believe that there's too many things of Rumpel being very specific about certain things that if in fact Hook is immune, he's doing it to protect him from hurting Emma because he knows Emma's already protected. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rumpel doesn't just whimsically no. No. make decisions. Yeah. So there's a lot more to this than what we're seeing and I'm I'm for one on the on I'm jumping on the train uh that Rumple is actually going to be the one that ends up saving everything or saving the day or somehow yeah. being, doing something that is for the greater good. Somehow. Yep. Don't know how, but anyway. Even though what it looks like he's doing right now is very jackhole. It was really tough to watch him tonight. There were a number of points oh. where I was going, man. Vicious. I can't believe. What a jerk, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, uh-huh. it uh-huh. was. this was a very, this was probably the toughest episode of Once Upon a Time. That I have ever watched. This yeah. was the toughest one. Yeah, yeah. For a lot I mean, of different reasons, even but... even tougher than the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> in some respects, it was. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think many people remember that. But anyway, yeah, so yeah. So anyway, so Hans and his brothers, and uh, Anna, of course, being sweet little innocent Anna, I sang with you. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And and that should at least kind of wink at all the people that say you should do a musical episode and, well yeah and that's yeah know, so, but yeah. no it was uh it was a nice little nod to, to frozen of course and um christoph's expression was priceless he's very adorable too i love him to pieces but anyway here's my question here's my question so hans makes this big production he and his brothers are there voila they've come back and she's like wait how did you get here and he you know they don't realize how long it's been etc cetera, etc cetera. and then they're just going to let him take over, the brothers? The brothers are going to let him yeah. take over? His yeah. older brothers are going to let him take over and be king? The snot-nosed, bratty, yeah. little, littlest brother of all, and they're going to let... The youngest brother are going to let him... I just struggle with that. Well, I... And granted, it wasn't all of his brothers. only like four of them. But really, they're... I mean, theoretically, they all have right to be king more than he does. I mean, because they're not going to inherit. Right. They, I don't think they were the oldest four. But he has drive, I guess. I he has the so, most drive but, of all of but them. But seriously, I was that just. I know that's kind of a minor little thing, but that just kind of stuck with me. Is like, really, you got three or four of your brothers, and you're going to like take over as king because they're not going to be king of your home kingdom. So I would think they'd want to like take over and be king themselves. Yeah, you know? tonight, the oldest of them. Tonight's first thoughts. You may think that we've been hit with a shattered sight <laughs> spell a little bit because we're we're a little different than uh, yeah well normal. Anyway. So the it was interesting where Christoph said you got us, which reminded me of Ingrid said yeah. you got me. Yeah, and I wondered if the guy that Anna had the knife to his neck, if that was the oldest brother. And that's why everybody backed off. I wondered about that. Uh, maybe. So, maybe. Because it seemed like she picked the right brother to put the sword to. I think it was just he was the closest one to her. I yeah. don't know. Convenience. Okay, now we've got to talk about this. <laughs> oh, I, 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 we do. We do. Rumpel and so, Hook sitting on a dock. T-A-K-I-L-T-A-I-N-G. Yeah, I can't even spell And so... We had we had talked about this way back when Ingrid cast, or I'm sorry, when Elsa cast the Ice wall. Ball. Yeah, and I said I prop. I, I would think it runs around the edge of the the sea too, so that no one could swim in and out or whatever. Right. I really gave them that, and then all of a sudden we understand that. I guess the ice wall is kind of like the book. In that it only shows up in certain areas when it has to. I was like, "Oh, dude!" When he was looking, well, I guess we can't get out with a boat. And then the ice wall starts to build down the water. I'm going, "What? Well, shouldn't it already have been there? It should have been. It should have been." Okay, that doesn't make any sense to me All either. Right. That was my that was one of my first WTF moments. Okay. I was like, "What?" Yeah, there were a few of them, but yeah. Whew. 
Anyway, so, um, yeah, rumbling his don't forget where your heart lies. Oh, that was mean. That was just mean. Yeah. That was the, just mean. So the, this whole tension against the fairies, we never really saw that whole storyline mm-hmm. kind of play out. It made sense because back in season one, mm-hmm. we did kind of get that because he owned the town and all that. But then there was this whole light and dark magic thing. The fairies really controlled, you know, fairy dust magic and a rumple control dark magic. Mm-hmm. And so there's this kind of contention. And even in season one, you, you understand he, he made a lot of comments about he doesn't trust fairies. He doesn't like fairies. That's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And, and this and that. We don't so, know why though. Right. Still to this day, I don't think we really understand why. Right. I, I'm going to go with the kind of light and dark magic. Cause even Maybe. she said that tonight, this is light magic, dark one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, he she wants didn't to trust him wisely. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's it, choices. He didn't want to put Regina in the hat. Nope. He didn't want to put Emma in the hat now. Well, obviously. he did want to put Emma in the hat. Right. But, but then he realized he can't put her in the hat because mm-hmm. that's just not going to happen. So plan B, or C now, right. is all the fairies. All the fairies. Because mm-hmm. that'll equate to one Emma. So yeah. apparently that is, you know, one, one Emma equals a bunch of fairies. But even back to season <laughs> one... He did get rid of uh, the fairy godmother and took her wand. He did. So this whole, you know, tension against the... the fairies, it's been going on for a long time, right. we, yeah. which we knew we had. Yeah. But <clears throat> now his plan is he's going to capture all the fairies. That'll sever her from the dagger. And he needs Hook to help protect Belle. Yeah. So some of, yeah, the the Robin and Regina scene... You know, that was pretty important. She went and warned them. She did. We had just a little bit of Will Scarlet. He was told to get the the camp together and get out of there. Basically bug out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was kind of a a nice moment, but it was still... It was too short. It was too quick. It was too brief. And the whole conversation with Regina and Robin, I mean, I felt bad. I honestly expected after their kiss... To see Marion get up and wander around I s- because I thought she was going to thaw out. I saw a dress that walked in front of the camera. I swear, I thought it was Marion. And then they cut to one, yeah, could have been a cloak else, from so. one of the one, from one of the yeah Mary men. So all right, so then we have Blackbeard, which returned. We have Emma and Elsa, the locator spell led them to the library, which again right, is yeah, the pa- point yeah. of power. It's big, very big, you know important point in the whole entire place so yes and so black be- okay right and right, after right. that then we have uh chris of anana and they're running away and so they encounter blackbeard because they've been told that he's got a wishing star and they're just gonna buy it from him yes and but y- they hadn't gotten to him yet that was just them walking through the woods talking. Right. So that's their big plan. I'm thinking to myself, okay, kids, you're walking in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night. You don't have any, like, anything. You're running away from Hans and his brothers. But you're still out in the kind of the open. Yeah. There there were a lot of plans Yeah, being a lot of plans discussed. being discussed it everywhere. It was plandemonium. Yeah. It was, my goodness. And then, then we switch over. It, it was just so rapid fire between the scenes. I mean, yeah. I had to, like... It was it was kind of crazy because then after we see that, then we see um, Emma and Elsa, and Elsa's ready to blast through the wall, and we're thinking to ourselves, "Okay, great, blast through it." But then I'm thinking, "Oh no, no, no!" The reason Emma said we don't want another cave in, but it was more. I was thinking she was more concerned about if Anna was on the other side, she didn't want to hurt Anna. Well, I was really kind of confused, and even though it sounds like I've kind of changed my my mind from just the last episode we recorded but i'll have to look again at that episode but i don't recall the tracks being right next to the elevator when the elevator let out yeah see that doesn't seem like the way it was either but anyhow but but so there was a barrier that she was tracking with this uh spell and the pendant yeah and so uh, Emma said, well, we need to find another way. Yeah, so. yeah, we do. Now we see Anna and Kristoff, and they're with Blackbeard, and he's demanding as payment his weight in gold. Yeah. And I love how she goes, how many tons is that? 
<laughs> She's very sweet and very cute and adorable, but clearly not very good at math or weights and measures. <laughs> yes. And so... And then... Right. Hans and his brothers show up. Correct. <sighs> He's always there. Dude. He's kind of like Ingrid, always lurking okay. in the... But here's the thing. In all honesty, I kind of didn't really think that they wouldn't be there because um, they, when Anna and Kristoff blocked them and locked them in the room, they didn't like shove a you know chest in front of it. They stuck a sword, a flimsy sword in the door handles. Right. They pretty much, all they had to do is just kind of jig a little bit and they would have been right, you know, let out rather easily. But anyway. So the... Then we go back to the was it grannies? Grannies, okay. They were talking. Regina was talking to Grumpy. Called him a Munchkin. Oh no! no. Yeah, it was there. They were talking about the plan. So they were talking the about library. the mirror dust. I thought they were yeah, in the library. Fine. Anyway, so, so they were talking about the mirror dust. We had to pull the mirror dust out of the the pendant. Which would destroy the pendant. So now the first big choice was, do we save the pendant and find Anna? Anna, Or do we destroy the pendant and create this counter spell? Right. So now we've got spells and counter spells. Yes, we do. And the fairies are working very hard at Granny's. They've set up their little... It reminded me of Regina when she was making her little thing Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. her office there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're all working... Uh, on that counter spell, and uh, and Bell was kind of leading the way. Said, yeah. I, "I think we can do it, and yeah, this yeah. is how we'll need to do it." And then we see Blue is there leading mm-hmm. the way sure. and helping out. Love so seeing Blue. That's that was nice. awesome. That was awesome. See Blue. Um, I did want to point out that one of my favorite parts of that whole entire episode up to this point were the catty remarks between Snow and Regina. Yeah, about. A mirror would, you know, take care of things. Well, you know what? If a mirror wasn't her own, you know, <laughs> it was quite funny. Talking it about infrastructure. Infrastructure, and right. And being, you know, if the mirror's the evil one, then, you know, that's causing all the problems. It's a little easier to take care of. But And the, the looks that, that Regina gave her afterwards, it was quite a funny little scene. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit, actually. There was an interesting... Regina had mentioned something. She said, you're more than heroes, you're leaders. right. Right, so, right. I thought that was kind of... No, that was fantastic because it's true. Because I, I think it's more relatable. Being a hero is kind of, you know, flying around and, and saving whatever. But right. being a leader is getting people together mm-hmm. for a certain purpose. We have to look at the greater so, cause, the greater yeah. good. Everything comes back to, you know, what's going to be the best for the most people. And it is tough when you have to make a choice, when you don't see any way around, you know... It's that whole conundrum. Which do you save? You know, it, one person yeah. or a thousand. It reminded me a bit of uh, the Dark Knight when they had the choice with uh-huh. the bombs on Absolutely. the boat. Absolutely, who deserves it and all that. So it's kind yeah, of all kinds interesting. Of, all kinds of stuff. So then David said, "We need to do what's best for the town." Unfortunately, yeah. that's yeah. against finding Anna. Yeah, and so she See, hands over this yeah. bag with. What we know, appears what to be in. the necklace, so that you know, and, right. and then uh, she leaves. Yeah, goes down in the in the elevator, and she keeps the necklace and Absolutely continues to search. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, my my thing is this. Okay, so they go back down the elevator and they go to the barrier, and you know, she knocks a hole in the wall there, way underground. Way yeah. underground. We don't know if it's at the level where the dragon was or... We don't know. What? Where Maleficent was. But she just knocks a hole in this cave and walks straight out onto the beach. And I just... What? Yeah. That, I, I... Huh? That was another WTF moment. I mean, unless... Un- okay. The only thing I'll give with this, unless Storybrooke is like way up on a hill, right? Yeah. Like way above the, the sea level. It really wouldn't be, though. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I know. Because I love Jane and Adam and Eddie and all that. And, right. <sighs> no, anyway. anyway, so back in back in what's happening, we have Hook and Rumple, and they head over to Granny's. And Hook doesn't want to do this. 
And Rumple's like, you go in the back, you know when you'll be needed. And Belle just will not leave because, you know, the fairies are so close to making this counterspell. And Rumple goes, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll just stick around and help. And that's, I think, when Blue was kind of like, uh, yeah, this is yeah, light magic, dude. You're the dark one. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Um, the the looks on everybody's faces. I honestly thought for half a second when Emma when they realized that Elsa kept the necklace that L that L wow Emma had kind of told her to do it so she could figure out a way because Emma was the one who was trying to figure out a way to save both the necklace and right. the town. So I, I honestly thought it was a plot on Emma's part to kind of trick everybody like she had done with Regina, you know, play in cahoots, but act like she didn't know what was going on. Right. And then we find out, no, actually she didn't. This is totally all, all Elsa's thing. So she, but Emma goes to the library or goes down into the, you know, caves or the mines to help Elsa find her. And that's when we see the blasting the hole right into the beach. And I'm like, wait, what? So, so then we have more discussions about this specific wishing star. And and when they're talking about it, we really didn't know what it was. Right, right. And so we, we hear another rule mm-hmm. that only a person with a pure heart. Right. So there's lots of different rules for lots of different things, right? Neverland, heart of the truest believer, and all these different things. So the only person that can wield or use this wishing star is someone that has a pure heart. Yeah, okay. yeah. Kind of like the hat, a little bit, yeah. Right, someone who hasn't, as our you know, Timothy Weber said, mm-hmm. so has someone that has not succumbed to, to the, the darkness. darkness. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and then we we have another location of a thing we Poseidon's boneyard. Yeah, which happens to be where Anna and Elsa's parents met their demise. Right. So. How ironic. Yeah. But it, it's kind and, of, yeah. What? Yeah. No, I mean, the, that's part of what this is. It's like it's a big puzzle. And they're like the troll bridge mm-hmm. and the toll bridge. Yeah. Lots of things happen in that same spot. Sure, so, sure, sure, I sure, mean, sure. yeah. And, and anywho, yeah, the whole tricking by Hans and his brothers, and now even Blackbeard's in on it, and they're all about the gold and the money, and Hans is in control of it, and that was kind of a funny little conversation about it's the spell. It's been like you realize it's current day. It's not. It's not. Well, I didn't past. know that at the time. I didn't either. But I, but that's when we find out it yeah, is current day. Right. We're like, wait, what? Yeah. So. Now, you know, that, like you said, they were going to be cast overboard in the, in, to the boneyard. And then the whole put them in the chest because we wouldn't want a mermaid to rescue them. Yeah. And, and so we did find out that Blackbeard was rescued by yeah. a mermaid. No, Finterference. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was Finterference. <gasps> but anyway, that was one of the questions I had is, did Blackbeard survive? And, in fact... Yeah, he did. He did. He did. So now, technically, he's kind of just off the coast, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which I think is real interesting. And they were on the Jolly Roger. I did not notice that right off the bat. It, well, and again, I thought this was the past, and it didn't... And now yeah. that you say that, now that we realize it's current day, that's how Hook got... Right. That's how he got he rid traded, of He traded Jolly Roger for something. Emma, basically, the, down yeah. the line, yeah. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. Now, my probably knew that, but I did not. Yeah. I, I, I was not aware that it was Jolly Roger, but they did say that. So. Yes, he did say it was Jolly Roger. So, And then we did find that they were frozen for 30 years, mm-hmm. long time. Yep. And that's when Anna really started to get freaked out. Yeah. So, wait a minute, 30 years? My aunt kept us on ice for mm-hmm. decades. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then it was that whole thing of... They were trying to negotiate even as they were basically shut in the trunk. And um, they landed down in the bottom near the bottle that her mom had sent yeah. overboard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it didn't go very far. No, it, it just... didn't. Which is funny because why would the bottle have sunk? Yeah. I, I got to right. ask that question. The bottle would not have sunk at all. Again, people, Theoretically. this was a tough episode to watch. Yeah, there were a lot of little, unfortunate little plot hole things that we kind of found. And, and the the trunk, the trunk was not, it was semi-waterproof. It didn't, well, 
they were at the bottom. Yeah. And the water was kind of slowly coming slowly in. Slowly seeping in. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a plot device. It's a timing device. Get it. Okay. Get I, it. I, yeah. I, I, I understand. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then we see Emma and Elsa on the beach, and right. Emma and, and Elsa's overcome with grief because now all of a sudden it's not glowing anymore, right. and oh, she's so traumatized by it. And then Kristoff is trying to free himself with the nail, and he finally gets free, and Anna is just kind of giving up, which is why, of course, the necklace is not no longer glowing. <sighs> and then um, and Elsa wishes that her sister were here. And she's holding the necklace while she's doing it because, of course, she's still holding the necklace because that's what she's, you know. And we find out that's the wishing star, which is funny because it looks more like a snowflake to me. But anyway. Yeah. It's the wishing star. So she gets her wish and up pops the trunk. We have a lot of popping things, of things popping just up out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Out of the ocean, too. Yeah. So we had that come up and uh, then they're like, wait, what's going on? Knocks Emma and Elsa off their feet. And right, so th- th- that broke some kind of a curse because that type of activity always happens when sure. something is broken. Yeah. Right. So. Well, it just it brought them to her, so yes. it actually enacted a, a curse, not or enacted a, a, it granted a wish, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So then they come. Now wait a minute. What? How would this work in the realm of the genie? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a wish, but it's, it's not a three wish. No, 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 from no. The genie. wishing star is not the same thing as a genie. Okay. It's not the same nah. thing as a genie. Just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Too. So then the, the bottle just pops up there. But wait, here's a bigger, bigger question. Anna said that the necklace, once she came out and they, you know, reunited, and they see the necklace. She's like, oh, my necklace. This was a mother's possession. I always thought it was blah, blah, blah. It was hers. How did that, if they sunk, if they, if they drowned and perished in the sea, how the heck did it get back home to her? Well, I, I'll just call Rumpel somehow got it somehow. I don't know. Theoretically. Because he, I mean, always says magical things come into my possession. So I I don't have a good excuse or a good explanation. So we'll just leave it in the Rumpel had a magical way. Somehow, some way. There's a long Mm. list of things Mm. like that. Mm. Yeah. I thought the kitchen scene with Blue during the whole oh. hat thing was like Jurassic Park when they were hiding from the uh, raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded oh, me of that. Very much so. Very much so. You'd mentioned that the bottle also ended up popping up right after the yeah. after they had their little happy re- mm-hmm. reunion and they're cold and wet and yep. we should really go, but first we have to hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I mean, it was a very sweet little reunion scene, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, kids, you don't have a whole lot of time. You got to move this, move this along. Let's take this reunion somewhere else. There were. This was a tough episode to watch. I know I keep saying it, but it's true. There was some clunky dialogue. There was some. This was tough, and and it was. up to the last part of the last half, this was this was a tough one. So yeah. anyhow, but uh, we got to say goodbye to Blue. She's in that uh. hat. Dang it. Now, here's what I I'm thinking that maybe somehow some way maybe they'll get released from the hat at some point. I think so. I think cuz that's not death, right? It's not death. And e- even though yeah. They're just woven yeah. into the fabric of the hat. Yeah. So, interesting. Hmm. Maybe she's the second star to the right. She probably the little is. Universe no, Tinkerbell would be. Tinkerbell would be. And where was Tinkerbell? I didn't see Tinkerbell in any of this. Nope. But that's nope. supposed to be all the fairies, so we'll go with that. All right. Uh, so it was funny when Gold said, I promise to Belle. I promise. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were hugging in the shop. Yeah. I just, I, he said, I promise. And I wrote it. I wrote yes. it out because it was Because like, when he took her to the shop yeah. and said, I'm going to seal you in here to keep you safe from everyone. That's when she hugged him. She had a very funny look on her face when he said, I promise, which tells me I still think she knows exactly what happened. And she's going to be all over him for this. Yeah. And so this sort of reminded me of uh, the episode, the episode with Ruby when everyone was chasing her mm. being a wolf. Remember when she was mm-hmm. reunited with her mother and all that? Mm-hmm. And the, that episode with the flashbacks. 
and when she chained herself into the yeah uh, locked herself in the cell it was that yeah. kind of thing is that we need to protect everyone and we need to kind of lock people away so, right right yeah yeah so yeah so we have bell in gold shop yep sealed we have henry later on in regina's office. Ma- mayoral office mm-hmm. which is funny because she's not the mayor anymore yeah true <laughs> no you you bring up another good point i didn't even think about that <laughs> she's not the mayor anymore why is she locking him in she's the office call, she's calling snow um <laughs> can i ask you now you're in a cell it doesn't matter she can't call yeah. snow she doesn't know where snow is it's her uh, so, go-to place so i and um Robin chaining himself to a tree, quote unquote. Right. That was the other thing. Which was kind of scary because that's what Peter did. Remember? Yeah. Peter chained himself exactly. to Exactly. That's not Way what you want to do. season one. No, that's bad. That's a bad thing. All right. So. And actually, if, if Regina was sealing Henry into her office, why didn't she find a place and seal Robin inside? Yeah. I, I think because... She wasn't Robin's mother. She probably wanted... Robin had his own choice. Robin wanted to do I what totally Robin agree, wanted to do. I totally agree, but she could have totally voluntarily said, let me put you... That's another thing on that list of... Huh? <laughs> what? Exactly. Uh, okay. why, wouldn't she, why wouldn't she seal him up for his own protection? Let me, let me just say this right now. I, I am trying so hard to be positive. This right. is this is Jeff really trying hard. Look, we love the show. Uh, yes, absolutely. I, <clears throat> this episode notwithstanding, I still love the show. But this was a tough one because there's so many things we're like, wait, what? This doesn't make any sense. And some things kind of started to make sense as we got to the end. Right? You, there's still so many like open ended questions. You just like, wait, what? All right. I hope they think this through because. So Let's kind of roll through at least some some more kind of fun parts. Okay. Uh, Anna walking in and David and Kristoff. Hey, hey, you cut your hair. <laughs> and then Anna's like, yeah, hey, you cut your hair. Not that it was bad before. Oh, I, yeah, not that it I didn't just, like it. It was just, it's yeah. Just I, okay, shorter. anyway, so hi. Yeah. <laughs> I really did the scenes when people... We're not saying goodbye, but kind of goodbye. Yeah. The Emma Killian scene okay. was very touching. But it was also very telling as well because Emma kissed him, said goodbye, said right. her tearful goodbye. And when they were done kissing and he turned and walked away, she had a very kind of look on her face like that something wasn't right. Yeah. She knew. She knows something's not right with him. She hasn't. Figured it out yet because she's dealing with this crisis right now, as usual. But she knows something's not right with him. Here's another cool connection that I just thought about is Snow is giving up Neil like she gave up Emma. Absolutely. To Emma for protection. Yeah. Now, Emma's not going to put her in a, uh, put Neil in a wardrobe or no, something. No, 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 no. But it's that same type of. Mm-hmm. I trust you. Yeah. So it's a very, very that similar. Was a nice, act. It was a nice resolution to yeah. that whole arc where you know snow was pretty afraid of emma and her powers now that she realizes that she has full control of them she trusts her implicitly which is fantastic and i love that they're still saying look we believe in you it was kind of that whole it reminded me of hook yeah you're you're the pan you're the pan we believe in you we Mm -hmm. believe i believe you know um so it was kind of nice to see that they're you know trusting her elsa validated Emma's parents in front of everyone. Yep. There was some really interesting discussions early on when Elsa came to town about, you know, especially when they didn't, when they thought Emma. And that's another thing. This is a total 180 from being a, being afraid of mm-hmm, Emma. Mm-hmm. They're trusting Emma oh, yeah. with Neil and all that. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I think Regina was more afraid of how she would treat everyone around her mm-hmm. than Emma was. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, that could be on that list or that could be she is more comfortable in her skin now and everyone is kind of accepting her yeah. for her magical whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, that was, that was something. So... 
That was a good scene. So Operation Mongoose is still going on, mm-hmm. but we have to kind of pause it for now because mm-hmm. of this whole shattered site yeah. crazy thing. And I've got to seal you in here. And it was very interesting. Regina said, you can't leave and no one can come in. So you're locked mm-hmm. in and everyone else is locked out. And I wonder if that's going to be some type of an emotional dramatic point down the line. Oh, yeah. I'm sure if, if Henry is affected by the shattered site, which he theoretic, theoretically will be, he'll be locked in there. And until they can break the curse, so to speak, it's gonna he's going to be angry at everybody. Yeah. And Emma, even though she will be immune to it, if, he go, if she goes anywhere near Henry, he could say some things that will absolutely crush her. This reminds me very much of the Echo Cave. Yeah. Very, very much. Yeah. And you know. the the difference is is that they are not voluntarily doing this to each other. This is all under duress, right? Right. Whereas the Echo Cave, they they had to volunteer that information in order to save Neil. Yes. So I I don't have any more notes. Did you have any other thoughts that you well, wanted to? Yeah. The whole the whole jail scene okay. with um, you know Anna and Kristoff Anna looking at Kristoff while Elsa was hugging her but they were like half of them were like looking at the curse as it's coming I'm like no 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 just close your eyes just cl- close your eyes right. don't look at it don't look at it it's like a solar eclipse don't look at it don't look directly yeah, at it yeah. just you know close your eyes you'll be fine and they they were just all kind of staring at it going blink 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 I'm like come on kids close your eyes that that should have been enough to like, cause. Okay. Anyway, the, and and the the spell, the shattered mirror pieces are coming into the the vents, the vents and, and everything. Stuff. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Regina being down in the vault, how's it going to get down there? So she's going to be immune to it as well. By the way. Okay. Theoretically, she'll be immune to it because how is it going to get in there? Right. If it gets in there and she gets in the spell, I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. Yeah. That's a major plot plot hole that you you dig yourself out of that one. That's gonna be tough. Yeah. But Anna and Kristoff, you know, the whole looking at each other, and he's the one who's gonna be affected. She won't. And then uh, Snow and Charming holding hands, yeah. never let go. You know, there's nothing that you know our two hearts, two halves of a heart. You know, they're strong. It's not going to tear us apart. And sure enough, no, we actually see at the end of this little episode here. Uh, no, it's pretty much going to tear them apart. Yeah. And the fact that they're in two different cells—that's mm-hmm. the tough part. Now, here's what I will say about the whole entire spell or curse or whatever you want to call it. When Anna was under it, which Elsa figured out earlier today in the episode that that's what happened. That's how she got put in the urn in the first place. When she, when it happened to her, Elsa saying, I love you was the thing that Mm -hmm. broke it. So Emma and Elsa are going to have to figure out a way to break it. And if they know that love, true love is going to be the thing that's going to break it, then they're going to have to break it for people and everyone else is going to have to go and break it for everybody else. Do you know who, what I mean? Right. And you know, who who knew about how to break that first spell? The first curse. It's Henry. Yeah. Henry knew, yeah, Henry knew. what everybody else didn't know. Mm-hmm. So you know, I do. I do think you're absolutely right. I think, I but, think, and the only reason why they don't know what to do right now is because Elsa does not remember what happened. Mm-hmm. So somehow they're going to have to figure it out, and that's what's going to be the thing that's going to do it. Yeah, and it'll probably be Emma that figures it out, or maybe Elsa, maybe Anna and Elsa, maybe between the, if they start talking about it, because Anna is of course immune, so she's not going to fall under this, which is funny because. She's already had the spell cast in her, and now she's immune. So it's very similar to the whole fire room when you've mm-hmm. gone under sleeping curse. You, yeah. It impacts you yet again. You can go under it again, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Rumpel is the one I would watch Oh yeah, for the fixing of all this. Or it could be one at a time, one person at a time. But, uh, but we'll see. It may very well be. So again... We still enjoy the show. Absolutely. We 
I am very interested to see how they... This seems like, even though it was a little tough for us mm-hmm. to watch mm-hmm. and to discuss, mm-hmm. it it seems like a late episode in this arc. It was just all... There's so much kind of shoved into this. And now I think the next episode... We'll kind of see it begin to peek into the next arc. It didn't so. seem to me that it was so. It was so much that there was too many things shoved into this episode. What it seemed like to me is the timing was sped up. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Is it just felt very rushed compared to how we've been dealing with some of the pieces that they had in here tonight? They're no different than we've been dealing with the last few weeks. I mean, we're trying to deal with finding Anna. That's been a right. huge arc, but. It's taken this long to get to this point, and now that we have, all of a sudden, whoop, five minutes later, basically. I, my only her. thing is, I wish that uh, Wishing Star would have been brought up before, and that we would have known yeah, about cause it because it was all of a sudden. That would have been like, too obvious. Okay, all I right. think it would have been too obvious. So that's what we think, and yeah. we're we're still engaged. I'm really interested to see mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Yeah. But what do you think? So we'll yeah. give you some ways to let us know what you think. And so we will, I think Mm -hmm. we'll end it here. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for listening. And however you found us, however you are listening, we appreciate everyone who tweets while they listen and tells other oncers and lets other people know that uh, we have a lot of fun and cast voicemails Mm -hmm. now and then. Mm -hmm. And so we're really really appreciative of that and i just did a little guest hosting at the assembly of geeks podcast i really had a good time with that so i want to thank uh, the them for that so i want to send big love out to everybody <laughs> whether you like the episode or not <laughs> i send big love out to you and remember big love is so big you can't keep it all to yourself and why would you So take what you need and pass it on to somebody else because we all need more love. Mm -hmm. So take care, guys, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333-0626. Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, The Voice of Steve Podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at Facebook.com slash Voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do, from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.